0: Welcome to the Divine Inspiration Network. My name is Reverend Arlene Cahat, and tonight we are doing a rebroadcast of the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam. Now, Reverend Jamel's brand, as well as part of his ministry, is dedicated to having men have a deeper connection with their spiritual natures so that they can have a more balanced and harmonious life in other areas of their life. Now, this coming December, December 3rd, 2017, Reverend Jamel is opening up his church called the Universal Centers for Love. And that first service and this service is going to be held at Indigenous Artisan and Wellness Studio here in Baltimore, Maryland. The address is 213 Reed Street, Baltimore, Maryland, 21201. Again, that address is 213 Reed Street, that's our EAD Street, Baltimore, Maryland, 21201. So I'm going to be there, King is gonna be there, and some of the other people that you have um, met on the air or heard on the air are going to be there. So if you are in the area, please feel free to join us at the Universal's Centers for Love. So we are going to go ahead and continue the show. And here is the Sacred Masculine Show.
1: Good evening, happy Thursday. Welcome to the Sacred Masculine Show. I'm your host, Reverend Jamel A. Gilliam. Reverend Jay, if you really know me, wanted to let you know that uh, because tonight I will be um, supporting my son, I have a nine-year-old that plays baseball. I am going to be recording. This is a recording for the Sacred Masculine show. And, uh, you know, this is something that's important to me. So I really wanted to let you guys know that I am available. uh, If you want to make comments to the blog or even to the uh, post, uh, feel free and I will respond. However,. You know, the show is what the show is. And the show is about spiritual brothers and the women that love them. Doing regular stuff for love, family, community, careers, and wealth. And in, in today I will be doing something for family. And as everyone knows, this show is hosted by masculine individuals. This show addresses the ideas and views of all those seeking to know the peace or the peace of God. Or any other name they may address. This show may also include humorous and the humor the humorous and the human side of knowing God so for all those who have come to reala- realization that they are perfectly imperfect you are indeed in the right place welcome home again I am your host Jamel A Gilliam um, lot of stuff going on a lot of things in the world wanted to definitely be you know be casual today because I, I do believe that you know there's a lot of things uh, that are happening in Baltimore and, you know Baltimore really is just a microcosm of the macrocosm when we look out uh outside our doors we see things happening in the streets and we look at the news we see things happening and we also know that things are happening around the world, maybe not the exact same way, but things are happening in a way that is uh not necessarily, you know, making us feel good. So is it's it's really it's really important that we stay focused. You know, we say we say being spiritual, but it's really about being sacred in yourself. You know, so for all the things that we see outside our doors, around our cities, and in on the planet, just know that you do not have to be a representation of that as an individual. And this goes for the brothers, but also goes to the sisters. I think you know, people talk about, oh, it's a sacred masculine show, so it's only for the brothers. It's for the women that love them, because a a strong man wants a strong woman. If if you ask any man, uh, I probably will say race, creed, or color, uh, what kind of woman? He wants The one common thing that most men will say is a woman that's got his back. Now, I'm not talking about the physical or the aesthetics. If a man says he wants such and such body or complexion or hair, uh, but most men will probably say, and I'm just taking a stab at this, will probably say they want a woman that supports them. So it's really uh, important that we have the women that that uh, that love these men that are there and and armed with the tools to support them. So yeah, I definitely welcome you as well, ladies. Uh, in fact, I hope that you're listening so you can better uh, be equipped to support your man or your son. You know, most if you don't have a, a boyfriend or a husband, in most cases, you know, you may be a mother and you have a son. But all of you have a father some way somehow. So that you know, we can't deny the presence of masculine. Uh, in our world, and I also want to add that even if your relationship with your dad is not that strong, it's important that you, you know, do a little work um, to to try to better understand him, so you can better support him and support yourself. Uh, I probably will agree with a lot of my brothers that there's so many women out here who've had horrible relationships with their own fathers, but continue to question. Continue to question why they can't find a man, and I would argue that it's probably, you know, it's probably the same thing, and you know, there's probably a connection there. We talk about, uh, you know, before the microcosm and the macrocosm, but I, I promise you that it's the same thing. Um, this also goes for the brothers. You know, if you got a bad relationship with your mama, or some things, you know, I can almost guarantee you that your relationship with with other women will probably not not be as strong as it should be. So, I am definitely welcome to debate that topic. Um, if anyone feels that they are in disagreement of that but I will, you know, put my money on that um, so what I'm going to do today, I'm going to talk about spirituality, it's definitely important that we we recognize uh, and know the importance of spirituality uh, in our lives I'm going to talk about them from a standpoint of um, uh, I gave a message at Spiritual Empowerment Center um, last year and in, in, in a a big part of that that message was really about spirituality being the keys of freedom. Now I'm gonna also put a spin on it because really you know all of us don't have the same religion, and that's fine. I actually believe that if we all had the same religion and we all agreed, we probably live pretty pretty born lives and we probably would never grow. So it's really important that we open ourselves to learn uh, from one another. That we learn to love one another, that we understand that we really are essentially saying the same thing and that it's important to um, recognize the commonalities as opposed to the differences. I think even if you talk to two Christians, even if you talk to two Muslims, even if you talk to two different versions of folks who practice Buddhism, and the list goes on with the different types of religions and spiritualities and deities that we all uh uh believe in you will probably get different uh responses because essentially we are all having our own sacred relationships with God and I think it's no one's business to question that. I think we we struggle too much as it is individually and then you have a person come along and say, "Oh, well, what you're doing is wrong." You know, it says here in this book. Well, you know, books You know, we got a lot of books out there, a lot of books and and more to be written. And and, and it's interesting that we tend to uh, decide that our books are the ones that are right. And I think, you know, God didn't put us here. Spirit did not place us here. The creator did not ask us to be here to serve him, her or it. That we only look at one way of doing things. That would be too much of a living God, outside, living God inside of a box. If we say that God is infinite, I'm going back to that microcosm of the macrocosm, and we are that. We are a representation, a physical representation of the Most High. If we are a microcosm of the macrocosm of God, that is God, not of God. That is God that we know. That is infinite. That can't be measured. How can we, in our humanist place, a box around? One description or understanding of God. And therein lies how we have throughout the years had wars. And disagreements and fights and arguments and disrespect. And all these things that we have. Because we all believe that our way is the only way. Because it has worked for us. that it will work the exact same way for someone else. And that's not fair. That's not true. And so it's important that we... Begin to realize that. And once we realize that, it's going to be really necessary for us to grow as a human race. Otherwise, we're going to still have the same thing. We're going to have the racism. We're going to have the sexism. We're going to have the inequality in, in pay. We're going to have all these different things that are, that are happening because there's always going to be someone who says, well, my way is the way. This is the right way. I'm deserving or you're not. I'm entitled and you're not. I'm privileged and you're not. That is, is, is that not how we have been living on this planet. I wonder. What the world would look like. If we all. And in, 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 for the sake of freedom. For the sake of love. For the sake of God. For the sake of all that is holy. If we made a decision. To be free. And not only to be free. But to be open and give. Others a chance. To live the way they're supposed to live, and I'm not talking about people that are doing things that hurt other people. We can understand how it's, ne- it's necessary to have rules and laws that oppose that. I'm talking about no one is being uh, uh, discriminated against because of their race, because of their gender, because of anything, because of their beliefs. You know that that would be a, a beautiful thing, and I, I I think the sooner we get to that place as a human race, we can really and truly see and be all that God had made has made us possible to be. Until that, I'm not so sure that's going to happen. And there are moments, I have to tell you, there are moments as a man, as as, as, a, as a person, that I have a lot of uh, lack of uh, faith in us as a people. And I'm not even just talking at this moment as a as an African American. I'm talking about as a human race. I want to share it with someone I was in a men's group and uh gentlemen very, very intelligent brother. We were all just having a, a chat. We were just, you know, really, really nice sacred place for men to kind of talk. And I made a, com- a, a comment about, you know, it's going to take something outside of us to bring us together. And I really and truly really believe that. I mean, you know, there are moments where I feel that that is... Absolutely true. It's going to take something. I don't know what that is. You know, someone may say, oh, what are you talking about, Rev J? Are you talking about UFOs? I don't know. It's going to take something outside of us to bring us together, for us to come together. Because at this point, there are too many... In the midst of us, too many of us, that have decided that we deserve something that the others don't. And it gets to be quite disheartening because all too often there's a disproportionate number of African-American males in jail. There's a disproportionate number of African-American kids who are not uh, receiving a quality education. There's a disproportion- and I'm talking about really colored people. People of color all over the planet. You know, at, at, at what point do we talk about having free and available housing and education and all these things that don't happen and it has not been happening? You know, because the powers that be, folks are deciding that hey, I'm deserving and you're not. They're getting money and others don't deserve that. So that's something that we definitely, you know, have to have to discuss. Um, so I definitely wanted to, um, you know, talk about this. I wanted to talk about. Spirituality. I want to talk about spirituality. Spirituality, okay. Um, so I want to start with a story. Um, and, and I'm going to be pretty transparent right now. You know, I have my, I've had my own struggles, you know, uh, no, no more than anyone else. And uh, what I'll share with you is that my mom, who is uh, now 62, she suffered a heart attack. Um, and actually, uh, this has been going on. I think she's, uh, you know, this, today's the, uh, 16th, July 16th, 2015. Um, about 10 years ago, uh, in January, she suffered a, I'm sorry, three, three, she suffered a stroke, but three months prior to that, she had suffered a heart attack. Let me, let me be correct. And so, um, that was pretty pretty frightening, I have to share with you. And I, I'm sure that anyone who, you know, we all have mamas and we all have dads. And so, you know, my mom's, my mom's no different, my relationship and my care for her. And so she suffered a, a stroke uh, her third day back to work. And, you know, I'm her oldest son, and I have had my own feelings of separation. Um, and so as a result of her stroke, I really felt that I probably went to some type of clinical depression or some kind of depression. and And it really... It really hurt me. And and, and and as you all know, you know, we would all have the same feelings if, you know, our mom, especially when you feel, you know, that our mom is uh, something, our parent is having something happening to them and we're not able to do anything. And so this was no different. Um, and so that essentially propelled me into really looking at my relationship with the Most High. And, and what I mean by that is I really had to look a little bit deeper into My relationship with God. And at that moment, you know, I I didn't know a lot about a lot of stuff. And I'll still say today that I don't know a lot about a lot of stuff. I know some things. And so I I basically will give attention to the fact that I'm still learning. And at that moment, I was no different. We're talking about I was 10 years younger, so of course. Um, And so, you know spirituality was something that spoke to me you know you would talk to people but i didn't i didn't want to be religious i wanted to be spiritual and really spirituality or being spiritual wasn't even my agenda either i was really uh interested in a relationship so even when you hear people say that they are spiritual what they are essentially saying that they want a relationship with god Uh, you don't always hear people who are religious as having relationships, as much as you hear that they are pretty dogmatic, uh, that they know quotes and scriptures and, 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 and lists of terms. Those are the people that I would probably dub as being, uh, I would deem them to be religious. But for folks that are spiritual, for the most part, most of them are seeking a relationship. And I was no different in that case. And so I'm going to define spirituality. Um, And so it says, uh, I'm I'm, going to read this right here. It says, uh, now by the term, uh, when I talk about being without, you know, um, let me see, uh, let let me get this right. I'm reading the right part. It says, it is important to understand what illusions we tend to live by, especially when we forget to practice the tools and principles And I don't mean dogma. I talked about that earlier. I mean, really, if you think about it, many of us would rather say that we're spiritual and not religious. And the reason why, and I shared that, is because being spiritual is about what we do and not just a recitation of dogma. Uh, And this is what we often hear. And and, and this is true. So, Jesus... Jesus Christ, Jesus the Christ or Jesus Christ, however you choose. You know, he's known as the master teacher. Some folks say that he's the savior. However you choose, I'm not going to put you in a box. It still applies. He said, he never said he was spiritual. What he did say in John 8, 12, he said, I am the light of the world. Buddha, he never said that he was spiritual. He said that I am awake. Muhammad never said that he was spiritual either. What he did say, brothers and sisters, is that I will submit to the will of Allah. And, uh, and, and and I'll just I'll give those three examples, but they're not an exhausted. This is not an exhausted list. These are just three persons who are a part of spiritual movements. Um, you know, three spiritual movements in the Ab- Abrahamic religion, what they were started by. Uh, and you know, some folks even go deeper when they when they talk about their own. Uh, uh, realization of God You know what that means to them Some people say enlightened Some people say that they are loved Some people say they are connected Some people say they have a relationship uh, Which I mentioned earlier But there's a lot of things that people say they are And it's important that we understand That it doesn't really matter the terms that we use Which, which I'm speaking English But this may look a little different if I'm speaking at, speaking in uh, If I'm speaking in Arabic Or if I'm speaking in Spanish or if I'm speaking in Russian or German, and in addition to the language that comes with it, is also a culture that may also look different. And so, what happens oftentimes is we get caught up in these delusions of, oh, well, this is this, and it's supposed to be this way. And the real, the, the, the truth is that it looks differently based on your culture, based on your religion, based on your language, so many different things. Based on the person, it looks different. So I ask this question: Why be spiritual? And why be spiritual? Because it is the recognition of God's source within. And this recognition comes in the form of being still, doing meditation, prayer, and all the beautiful and wonderful things shared by people as they utilize and demonstrate it in in testimonies. And you've heard testimonies throughout time where people have talked about, you know, God is doing this for me and God is doing that for me. Well, it looks different. And it's important that we we really, you know, allow people to, to have, you know, those relationships that they have because only they can have it. You know, you know, I, my relationship with God is going to look different from the 52-year-old woman that's sitting in, in, uh, in front of me. Or may look differently from someone who you know, may have been abused all their life and really just don't know. Or people who just never been exposed. Their parents never have talked about God. It looks differently. And so we have to allow that. So when we talk about definitions, you know, the word spirituality comes from spirit, um, you know, which is the study of spirit. Uh, the word spirit comes the Latin from the Latin word spiritus, uh, which means breath or derived is derived from the word spirare, which means to breathe. So when you add the word, you know, we talk about spirituality, uh, the definition, uh, it adds the state or quality or condition of breathing. And oftentimes, you know, when we talk about relationships uh, with God, you know, oftentimes it really just just honors that connection that you have with God when you are breathing. Most of us, we struggle with that. Most of us, we struggle with uh, just sitting still because we think that we have to do something. If we really pay attention, most of our big struggles in life are because at that moment we felt that we've lost control. And it's really important that we maintain that control. And I'm I'm speaking in layman's terms what we're thinking. Most of us think it's important that we maintain control. But the truth is none of us, we don't have any control over anything. And once we realize that, things will be okay. It, it, the biggest thing we can do in life is release. Release the need to control. And if we do that, most of us will be happy. Most of us. I'm not saying all of us, because I don't know all of us. I don't even know. I don't even know most of us. But I know a lot of times we struggle with that. Um, and so, a philosophy that I study, I've, I'm currently studying, you know, which is uh, through the sentence of spiritual living. Uh, founders Ernest Holmes. However, there have been many a great people who've come through that. Uh, he says on the science of mind, uh, page 308. Basically, that spirituality is natural goodness. That he says that God is not a person. God is a present presence personified in us spirituality is not a thing it is the atmosphere of god's presence goodness and truth and beauty so you know that that's important so i think we 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 tend to we tend to struggle with that uh because we forget it when things are happening we, we we really respond to things that are happening in our earthly presence and we struggle with that because we think something is supposed to happen and you know if you really pay attention god isn't jumping to the aid or rescue, not not physically, not physically jumping to the aid or rescue of anything or anybody. Um, We we like to talk about miracles, and I believe that miracles exist every day, but the truth in the miracle is really about how we look at situations. You know, um, I, and, and let me i know for those of you that I may have lost right here. What I'm really trying to say, God is not a superhero in a cape and just flying in and saving the day. I think that's the problem. We have, we have made God such an outsider. We have made God in spirit such an existence that's just going to come in. You know, that, super, that Superman God that's going to come in and take care of things. That's something that needs to go away. That thinking is not what sh- what God should be. We have basically given human characteristics on God. I mean, I think I think that's a perfect example when we talk about Jesus. When we talk about uh, uh, some of the other spiritual uh, deities, um, that, you know, that that have have a uh, have a man God concept. I think we struggle with the fact that this person or this entity is going to come in and rescue us, and it's not about being rescued. So it's important that we understand that concept. I'm going to go a little further, if if I can. Uh, on page 446, uh, the author of the same book Ernest Holmes says, spirituality may be defined as an atmosphere of good, the realization of God. It cannot and does not borrow its life light from another, no matter how great or noble that other thing may be. It springs from within, coming from that never-failing fountain of life which quenches the ever every thirst, and whose entity, whose source is in, in is in eternity. And the wellspring of self-existence. So it's, this is interesting that this person goes here because he's really just talking about how we, our perception of God, once again, how it has been, it has not served us. We've looked, we've looked at God as this existence, and it struggles. We 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 struggle. We have our struggles because of that. So let's talk about some things. I have some point of points of views. If anybody's familiar with Unity Church, uh, Unity Center for Christianity, uh, Eric. Butterworth is uh, the author of Spiritual Economics and that's a, that's a book that I will probably uh, talk about uh, later on in another segment of the S- Sacred Masculine Show because this is definitely about finances as well uh, and Eric Butterworth says that man is a spiritual being man is a spiritual being excuse me who brings with him a life to unfold a power to release a love to express in a veritable kingdom of heaven to outpicture. He does not. Begin life empty. But begins life as a dynamic. Spiritual potentiality. And that's important. Because a lot of us we think that we have come into this world with nothing. Uh, and that, that that God is to fulfill us of that. But it's important that we understand that these things have already been here. So I, I really do love his quote. Uh, the Buddha. Says. Just as a candle cannot burn without fire. Man. Man. Cannot live without a spiritual life. And you know he used the word spiritual life. I'm sure it sounds uh, much more beautiful in his language. But the truth is is that we, uh, we have to start looking at things differently. Our concept of God has not served us. And I'm not talking about just the people who are the impoverished people of the world. I don't even think that God has served those who we view as wealthy. And I'm going to say that again for all those who are out there listening. I don't believe that those who are abundant right now, and I'm talking about the wealthiest of the wealthy, I don't believe that God has served them. And I'll tell you why. And I'm not saying it to, to discredit anything that they've accomplished. I'm saying it because if all you know is about things to get and you've not shared it with the world and no one else has benefited from what you know or what you've gotten, you can't possibly be a sacred or a spiritual individual. You can't possibly be. Because it, it, it basically counsels out the whole concept that we are here to serve one another. We're here to love one another. We're here to to share what we have with one another. Instead of being individuals who are in our own separate, separate, separate corners trying to get as much and the most that we can. That is not the way to live life. That is not... A way to represent God. If that was true, God would have been in, in essence only on one part of the planet and nowhere else. It wouldn't have existed anywhere else. And I'm not talking about what people have taken with them and shared with other people. I'm really talking about the fact that there have been an enormous amount of individuals who have been greedy, who've taken, and maybe I'm judging them with that statement, but they've taken the resources of the planet and made it for their own and no one else deserves or should have that. And that's a problem. So I'm really I'm really gonna look into that for that's a concept for a later show as well. But I think it's important that we understand that. Uh another philosopher, French philosopher, Pierre Chardin, and he's a Jesuit priest. Uh if you're familiar with the Jesuits, we have a Jesuit university here a, in Baltimore, Loyola University. Um, so I'm familiar with them. Uh Pierre Chardin said, We are not human beings having a spiritual experience, we are spiritual beings having a human experience, and we've heard that before. It really just reminds us of our essence of who we are at our core, as opposed to thinking that we have to become something. Uh, Khalil Gorbran, who was a Sufi poet, uh, says, Do not say, I follow the one true path, but the spirit. Rather say, I have found the spirit walking on my path. For spirit walks on all paths, and that goes along what I was saying earlier about how God is represented in many ways and forms, and it's important that we understand that. Um, otherwise, we will be uh, terribly mistaken at the outcome. Ralph Waldon, Waldo Waldo Train, or Trine, uh he's a new thought writer. He says, in direct proportion as man recognizes himself as spirit and lives accordingly, he is able. To transcend in power, the the in power the man who recognizes himself as merely material. And I think this goes along with the theme that I have been already sharing. That it's important that we understand why it is necessary for us to practice uh, God on an outward fashion. If if we if we begin to rec- represent God on an outward fashion, ev- other folks will see it, and, and, and that's important. Um, and so, and although there were many, many sources that demonstrate that our very being, being of spirituality has to do with our ability to be and remember it. We must, we must know that we are not, nor have we ever been separate from it. How can we know? How can we be? How can we ignore it? That's a futile effort. And most of us, we have to realize that it's important that we understand how important it is for us to stay close to god but also share what we have learned throughout the world you know let's talk about let's talk about the bible the bible talks about the fruits of spirit and those spirits are those, those fruits are love joy peace patience gentleness goodness faith humility and self-control how often do we practice all of these fruits and these are just fruits a fruit is something that grows from a tree so when we talk about oh I'm I'm spiritual, you can't say you're spiritual if you're walking around here cussing people out. You cannot say that you're spiritual when you're walking around here disrespecting people. You can't say you're spiritual when you are doing a lot of things. I mean we all have those things that we in our humanness we forget. We we forget those things. Um, but if you can if you can honestly say that you have those things, those keys, those those fruits, uh, and I'm think, I'm looking I'm looking at a Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. You know, we're we're talking about a lot of beautiful things here. You know, and and I will even add to this that, you know, I I see a day when, you have uh, uh folks that are standing together, and you and and I've seen it, in class, at at my, at my interfaith seminary, uh, Muslims, Christians, Catholics. Uh, people that are Buddhists, people that are even not so sure—you know—they just consider themselves agnostic. When those folks are not necessarily uh, arguing and in, in, in disagreement about what they believe as it relates to spirituality and spirit, but they 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 display those examples of love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, humility, and self-control. Those things—they they display those things. It's very important that we can continue to. Um know that this is what folks are looking at. If you if you really think about anyone who's ever left the church or left the mosque or any other spiritual place or temple, um they've left because of the behaviors of the person. They've never left because God just angered angered and enraged them. They left because of the behaviors of individuals. And so we got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of work to do. Um And so, you know, it's it's important that we just remember to love each other, you know, not get caught up in, you know, being angry. And I have to remember this as well. I I really do want to start a love movement. I mean, we talk about a love movement that's going to get us to loving each other, loving ourselves, loving inward and loving outward, Uh, whether it be in segments or simultaneously. That's something that we have to begin to do. Um, That's going to be important. We talk about joy. We finding a way to to smile each day about anything. I mean, you know, I'm not talking about just a a, a, a quasi, uh, you know, just just smiling because you just want to let people think that you're happy. I'm talking about a true, genuine joy because you understand it's important to be happy and thankful, and and and, and that God is good, that life is good, that you are good. Um, you know, and, you know, and and that's hard sometimes. I mean, you know. When, and I'm going to speak as a, as a man from the human side. You know, when your when your water heater breaks and you got to pay $1,300 to fix it, when your when your when your toilet uh, uh, clogs up and you got to pay $500 to have them to snake the drain, when you got to pay uh, for car repairs that are costing $500. You know, and none of these things were your fault. And you know, those are things that's important for us to remember how. Uh, how how much joy we still need to have in those moments. I think too many of us have a story about things that have separated us from the joy that is necessary in our lives. And, and it's important that we go back to that. Uh, the joy is free. The joy is free. What's going to cost you is the pain that you keep remembering. But the joy that you remember is free. We talk about peace. You know, peace is for ourselves. You know, it's disagreements. This you know things that we have, you know it takes two people to fight. You know it's important for us to remove ourselves from the situation. There are people out here that are just going to push our buttons. Some of them know that they push a button. Some of them have no clue. It's just that that's who they are, and, and who they are. And it's important that we we either relieve ourselves from the judgment or we remove ourselves from who they are. Uh, for that moment, it's important. Though that we also go within and understand that, you know, that person is who they are. We can't change them. And it's important that we stay focused on who we're trying to be. Patience. Having patience with ourselves is important. Uh, Everything isn't going to happen the way it's supposed to happen at that moment. And we must have this patience for ourselves and others. Gentleness. And I think as men, sometimes we, we have a hard time with that. We think that you have to be harsh in order to be strong. You know, gentleness really is about having compassion and, uh, and understanding that most of us, we want to be treated a certain way ourselves. And so, you know, be the gentleness that you think that you deserve. Uh, and a matter of fact, decide that you deserve it and be that. Uh, goodness, you know, we understand that, you know, goodness is all things. God is in all things. And so all things, if God is in it, it's, it can't help but to be good. Uh, to have faith. You know, faith of God, the faith, you know, however you want to call it, it doesn't have to be God. I think, you know, God just speaks to one particular denomination, but we're talking about a multi-level, uh, mul- a multi, uh, we're talking about God on many, many levels. And so God can be Allah, God could be Jehovah, Jah, you know, Yahweh. However, have that faith that you speak that your God has, and that's important. Um, humility, you know, hu- there aren't many humble people out here in the world. Um, because most of us want to be seen, we want to be heard, we want to be respected, we want to be given our props. And so humility is something that we have to, uh, you know, with the ego, we have to definitely manage it. And, and, and I don't want to say control it. We ha- definitely have to manage it. Because most of us, if we pay attention to our ego we'll, and, and see how it affects other people, uh, we probably will see that we've we've disrespected and uh, harmed many people than we have healed or helped. So it's important that we pay attention to our ego. Uh, self-control. You know, maintaining self-control is important because some of us, you know, some of us have addictions. Some of us have uh, urges impulse control problems. It's important that we stay focused and on the path. Um, so, you know, when we talk about uh, major points, um, I've you know, I've talked about a lot of things uh, in my uh, 35 minutes almost. And, um, you know, just... Allow yourself to be human. Release the need to control. Uh, Understand that being spirit is breath. You know, this is the nearest thing to you. Be willing to be the light. And be awake and submit to the will of God or Allah or or, or Jehovah. Um, Know that, you know, there is is an atmosphere of God's presence that we wish to be surrounded by. And, And actually the creation of that starts with us. We have to create that, that atmosphere. We can't say that we want it to be here and demand it is there right now if we are contributing to something that is countering us. So we have to create it as well. We are all responsible for God's presence being in our midst. I'm going to say that again. We all, each and every one of us, have to be responsible and take responsibility for God's presence being in a certain place. We can't say, oh, well, you're the minister, so you're supposed to create God's presence. We are all responsible for that. Um... And I talked about the keys, uh, the fruits. I'm sorry, the fruits of spirits. We talk about that. So it's important that we just stay focused. Um, you know, I I, I want to go back. You know, this this is a recording, but this show really, you know, it, it was important to me. I think it's important that we we remember how important it is for we to for us to uh, make make God possible in our lives, and we make God possible in our lives individual, as individuals, God will be possible in our children's lives. Our children will make God possible in the lives who they touch, whether it be their classmates or their friends. Uh, when we make God possible or, you know, be when we become God's presence in... Um, in the community, you know, you'd be surprised what kind of energy you create when you enter a room, when you when you are just being who you are, you know, being that sacred or that spiritual or that, I don't want to say holy, but, you know, basically living holistically. When you're being that, you'd be surprised how many people see that, and it gives them hope that it is possible. So I'm only asking each one of us that's listening to just maintain that feeling of, of, of goodness, of God. If we can continue to live our lives like that, we there's no, there's no uh, who 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 can say how far this is going to go. I mean, how far your your light is going to go when you shine it on others. We talk about spirituality, just serving the world. Uh, uh, When we talk about uh, being in contact with other people and on our jobs, um, when we're in our communities, when we're talking to our friends, even when we retire, we're still going to be serving God. Be that light. So, um, as you know, I said before, this is a recording. I do look forward to having comments or conversation. Uh, Even if there's disagreement or feedback, I'm I'm welcoming that as well. But I really want us to begin to have a dialogue about what spirit is. And it's important that we continue that. So, definitely, um, I will be back next month, Thursdays. Uh, feel free to check me out if you're if you're interested in seeing me personally. I'm going to uh, be coming forth with a website. I'm also you can you can see me at the Spiritual Empowerment Center at, in Baltimore City. Uh, I am also uh, serving there as associate minister. But you can also see me. Like I said, um, look for I look forward to sharing with you more of these talks. Uh, In future segments of the Sacred Masculine Show. And the forthcoming website that will also have videos and blog. So um, I think I am complete right now. So this is is your host, Rev J. um, Saying be the change that you would like to see in the world. All you can be is yourself. And no one else. And if you can at least be that. There's no telling how far you can take this thing. So I'm, I'm feeling complete with this segment, and I'm signing off at this moment. You take care, and you take care of each other. Peace.
0: Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamal Gilliam. We want to thank you for joining us this evening. So like we always say, we love you. We bless you. We appreciate you. We thank God for you. And we know that wherever you are, God is. We'll see you soon.